I'm Isabel, she, her, hers. And I'm David, he, him, his. And we're two therapists with ADHD who sit down to have some chats about ADHD. We can't promise we'll stay on topic or be professional or even remotely mature, but we can promise that you'll end up looking at you or your loved one's beautiful neurodivergent brain in a shiny new way. This is not a therapy session. This is something shiny. I love it. Do you like uh, it? That's amazing. And can this just be the intro? You saying that and me freaking out about how amazing it is? Yeah. Did I, and you that dropping could, your voice? That could be, that could be our <laughs> first so intro. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Something Shiny. I'm David. <laughs> What about something that isn't necessarily uh, like measurable in if you did it well or if you didn't do it well? Something like uh, like earning a specific amount of money or finding a job that has this type of thing or or like buying a house or, you know, like that kind of stuff. Those kind of goals where it's either you do it or you don't do it. And again, I don't know this. <laughs> that's perfect though. That's, but more concrete yeah. things of either you get it or you don't get it. So the only thing that gets reinforced is work towards task completion. That becomes your overarching like governor in terms of these projects, right? So if you want to buy a house and that's your number one goal, then what are you doing right now to work towards that task? Mm-hmm. And so if you're only saving $10 a day, I'd say like $10 a day is effectively being worked towards that task. Okay. But if your goal is to buy a house in a week, I would say that is an ineffective way of raising money for a house. Oh, gotcha. So you measure like literally like you go, what would I do? What what could I be doing toward that today? Realistically, not like, oh, in my perfect dream, I would have extra income and put 500 toward it or something. Right. Like literally today, what can I do? And then is it matching the timeline I've created for this? Just is it moving towards my goal? If it's not moving towards my goal, then it's not effective. It's not about whether it's good or bad. It's just about whether or not it's effective. And so like these larger chunked items, like um, when I was freaking out about doing papers in grad school, right? It's like I could call my friend and and vent and he would be talking to me about like, yeah, this is what my paper is about, right? And so that conversation where he was telling me different tidbits about my paper was actually helping me get my test done. It made my anxiety go down. Sure, sure. But me going out to Burger King, like, and feeling good made me feel dread on my way home about everything I didn't do for the last 45 minutes. On task versus on task, and like how that really reacts with anxiety, and then letting that actually govern your process. Right. Because you not writing the paper, but doing, but having a conversation was, was... Like about the paper. Was, was, was fueled, fueled your excitement and, and drove you to do the paper as opposed to... Not writing the paper at Burger King right. didn't fuel you at all to right. write the paper. It just fueled your stress. Right. Okay. And if I was going to work on the paper with a friend at Burger King, I'd need my laptop or none of it worked and none of it counted. Yeah. Right? Because it's not. I'm not actually putting anything on paper. It's yeah. not effective towards the task. Hmm. That's why these long-term goals specifically like fall into this thing for ADHD individuals that are really difficult because there's a profound issue with the delay of gratification. Yeah. It's really oh, hard preach. to wait, right? Yeah. And so, like, the longer you wait, the more you feel like you're failing. 
which is oh that, yeah. gosh, that just uh, it just uh, hit me uh, like uh, right in and neurotypical people might not feel that they'll be like, no, I'm still waiting for the thing. I'm supposed to be waiting. Where's that's what's so I mean, and I think and I think that's I think that's why I've driven this to this direction is because that's kind of the stuff that on top of my day to day of like, you know, trying to manage what needs to be, be done and how it needs to be done to get done. It's the stuff that's that's long term that's going on, like paying off debt or figuring out saving up yeah. for a house or figuring out retirement. And you can set <laughs> you can set plans and, and yeah. have all that kind of stuff, which, you know, Isabel and I have, have, have you know, set in motion. But you still feel like even when those things are set in motion, that it's just like, okay, even if you're looking at things in months, in the in the long term, it's so slow. Yeah, yeah. it's just so slow. It's glacial, it and you're going. Boring. Are we even doing anything? Yeah, it is. So it's like yeah. <laughs> so you freak out about the minutia, you know? I, yeah, there's this. You're you're so right, and it's like this is where I'm like, oh my god, why don't why doesn't everyone have a, a perfect neurotypical partner like my partner? Right? <laughs> Like, like, come on. But like, so we're so screwed. There was, That's okay. I didn't even right. I didn't even know how to like save for a house. Like that idea was like, well, maybe I won't order dinner tonight. But like then I didn't do anything with that money that I didn't order dinner exactly. with except order dinner another night, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but then all of a sudden my partner's like, well, we paid this much for rent. Um, how much do we want to pay for our mortgage? And I was like, not more than that number. And so we just like saved on top of our rent what our mortgage quote unquote would be. Mm-hmm. for like a long time and I forgot about it. It just was money that was gone. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we had the money saved up and we bought a place and our like mortgage didn't change mm-hmm. because we'd been saving that money every month. Like if our rent was $10 and mm-hmm. we wanted our future mortgage to be, you know, 30 bucks, then we saved Because you $20. live in a Lego village. Right, yeah. I live in a Lego, in a Lego. <laughs> but like, say. but the 30 bucks, right? That's what we just had to do is save 20 bucks every time we paid rent. And then that money saved and built like more money to build a house. Oh, oh my goodness! Um, I so I'm tempted to bring my story in. Do it, which is like sort of so embarrassing that like I feel like I have to share it because I don't know like how I can't sh- not share it. And I think before I before I share it, I need to. I think it'd be curious. I'm very curious when you were describing where your shame spiral goes. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious how much that relates to ADHD too. Because I think for most people walking around, such as yourself, who have, you know, a good job, you know, I would argue, right? Like pretty good, pretty good job. Um, You know, a wonderful partner. You've got like enough of your ducks in a row, right? That like, like, I mean, you just shared you own a place. Like, so that's very definition of the opposite of homelessness. Oh, and I also know. Oh, yeah. I have my shit together. You got your shit together. So, like, the fact that that feels so real, though, I don't know that neuro, and maybe I'm so biased on this, but I don't know that that's as deep as, like, a neurotypical shame spiral would go. Like, I could see someone going, like, oh, man, like people will be pissed at me. That sucks. But I feel like I've I've noticed that. I've noticed that sometimes when I hear what other people, how deeply they go into their failure, I'm always like, that's so interesting that you stop there. Yeah. I'm like, huh, that's cool. <laughs> you just like for like the idea that like someone would be like, oh, like, I don't know. Like I remember 
And I was little, um, I was in swimming and you had to like get the brick at the bottom of the pool. And my ears have always been really annoy, annoying. Like I can't, as I go deeper, they hurt a lot. And I'm like, I just can't handle it. It really drives me nuts. So I almost got to the brick, but then my ears hurt. And I was like, I'm scared I'm going to pop my eardrums. I don't know if that's a thing I would have done it, you know, <laughs> tangent, cut this part out. But anyway, I get down to the bottom and... I literally see the brick and then I'm like, no, fuck this. Excuse my language. Like my ears are going to blow up. I go. And I remember talking to like another kid who was going to do it. And they're like, yeah, so you didn't get the brick. And I'm like, but in my head, I was like, no, you don't understand. I didn't get the brick. Therefore, instead of making noises, do you remember what it was? Oh, I don't remember that. So specifically, I feel like it always... For me, like, you know how you end in homelessness Mm -hmm. for some reason? And I wonder if this relates to like, you know, childhood stuff, but like mine always ends with everyone I love abandoning me. (laughs) That's my second one. That's always my go-to. My go-to is always everyone's going to leave and everyone's going to like ditch me and I'm going to be alone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) no like that's like we don't we don't have just like one right like i do have a few but that's like a yeah for my career stuff it's homelessness cardboard box and for Mm -hmm. my relational stuff it's like i'm gonna be the worst human being ever and no one's gonna love me yeah yeah oh yeah maybe not abandonment but but i think what what we're talking about and i want to make sure we kind of get back to your story but yeah we're talking about what black and white thinking looks like and yeah. like it, it, it comes out so like we just go oh the black and white thinking and like we don't really give it like a lot of credit but like let's <laughs> even think about, the phrase sounds kind of like ooh. ooh you're just you believe in wrongs and rights it's like yeah. well it's also a little more intense than that right it's like failure begets failure begets no life versus like you don't get a snack and <laughs> and like and then you're oh. really feeling that level of like intense you know cognitive you know, you're you're like battling yourself and then someone goes it's no big deal you didn't get the brick and you're like. I, like part of me wants to punch you because mm-hmm. like like part of me wants you, to dive back down, yeah. get that brick, and then hit you in the head. That sounds so. Horrible. Oh my goodness! Right, but there's a part of but there's a part of like how invalidating <laughs> that actually is that we don't spend time to think about. Yeah, we would never tell someone like you know I'm a therapist. I would never tell someone like well that's not that bad ever. <laughs> right. Nor and and funnily enough, I don't know that I ever think that. Like that's a question I have too. Is like I feel like I don't have the filter. Like when someone is sharing something in my mind, I'm like, of course, of course. Like, I feel like it's so easy for me to empathize. It's harder for me when somebody shuts off like that and kind of goes like, well, put it in perspective. I'm like, I don't like it. Why are you saying that? These feelings are real. Because putting it in perspective, I mean, what, what we ADHD people actually feel like a level of intensity, mm-hmm. like as opposed to saying like, um, like it shouldn't hurt that much. It's like, man, you're allowed to be frustrated. Oh my gosh. I just had like a tingle. Like if I heard, you're totally allowed to be frustrated. If, I heard, super if I heard that every time I was frustrated, I bet I'd just be like, yeah, I'm frustrated. And then I get over it and I wouldn't do all the hilarious things I do to evidence that you're frustrated. to evidence how frustrated yeah. I am. Yeah. So hmm. as I'm soaking this in. It seems like take notes, and it isn't. It's me. <laughs> the silence happening over here is me just going, just sucking it all in. So it's it's taking the feels and feeling them, and that's what you do. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's well, feel the, but you, you feel the feels. Them. You yeah, you acknowledge them. That's, you feel that's them. what I'm meaning. You acknowledge the feel, you feel it, and then you get, you work, you get through it, and then you, you're on the other side of it and you continue on. So it's not trying to, it sounds like, and this is again, as I, as I feel like I'm, I'm sitting in the role of, you know, uh, novice, uh, uh, every day or over here, every day, dude. Um, I feel like at least that's what my nameplate says. That's in front of me. Um, novice, novice every, every day or yeah. dot, 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 every day, d- dude. dude. Um, I want that so bad to be like a blackbird for you. This is my play. It's, it is. It's right here. Um, but, uh, but I feel like it is, it's so, it's, that's, that's pretty much like if I was to just like, you know, bumper sticker that it's like acknowledge the feels and work your way through, you know? Well, and I think. Or, or, or through the other side and then continue on. I think to me, the missing ingredient in that is acknowledge and like, don't, I guess like honor your intensity. Yeah. Honor the intensity of the feel. Cause I think that. A lot, like I'm thinking back to even like mindfulness practices, right? Which, as we know, are totally like appropriated ripoffs of you know like Buddhist traditions and all these amazing things. But like, right? Even modern mindfulness, right? Right. right. Is like, quote unquote, very much like okay, like lean into it, just let it be, and then let it go. Like like feel it, let it go, feel it, let it go. But there's nothing in there that ever really goes. Well, what if you're like <laughs> losing your mind like losing your shit over i don't know like the the pebble on your foot or ear under your foot or something like like there has to be a piece in there that's like yeah i feel like with adhd it's gonna be a little bit more tuned up to 11 or something it's it's like am i making that up feel the feeling Mm -hmm. know it's more intense or might not be felt by other people that's the key too yeah and do what you need to do to regulate as opposed to let it go. Yeah, I don't like that. It's like telling someone with ADHD not to look at the ceiling. Yeah. Well, two seconds later. <laughs> I mean, milliseconds later. It's we've because all looked I've at only the been ceiling. looking at the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's think about like dopamine and, and all. I mean, we can go. We can go on a serious tangent here. We don't have to, but it's like mm-hmm. it's like telling someone to fight something is not effective. We I will fight forever when we let go. Oh yeah. Look at what part of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm talking about holding on to something. You know what I mean? It's like, but the task isn't letting go or holding on. It's just, you know, get grounded. Yeah. I need to go run around the block and then drink a lot of cold water. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, To me, self-regulate always implies like regulate, like come back to quote unquote normal, you know, like functioning, like, like, like to me, sometimes regulate implies Go back to the persona that convinces everyone I am not, you know, I don't have ADHD essentially, right? So go back to like neurotypical zone. Like, so I like the phrase self-soothe because to me that sounds much more like it has nothing to do with me being regular (laughs) or like being exactly what... Does that make sense? This yes. is like such a silly bone to pick. What do you but do? What do you just, do when that you, just came to me when you said that? I, I love. Like, I love it. I think. I, I really think what you're saying is important. I think soothing is is. I'm gonna. Can I push back a little bit? Yeah. I don't know if that's the task. Huh. Because that's that can be distracting. It's like grounded. How do we get grounded again? 
Yeah. It's not about because you might not be able to make the injury go away. Yeah. And, and, and I think you're right with soothe and regulate, by the way. I'm going to throw regulate out of okay. my brain. Like, I love what you just said. <laughs> but in this task, like, what I'm really thinking about is, like, is your task self-soothing truly in this mm. moment when you're regulated? Or is it getting grounded again? Because it's not about getting out of your ADHD mind state. Mm-hmm. It's about lowering the hyper-focus. It's about lowering the pressure to act. It's about being who you are, but with less of, like, an intent. Like, I've been in a place where, like, all my ADHD stories like nowadays are food related. Right. But I mean, like when I'm in a pressure to act, I do this intermittent fast now. And so I, like I went to go order some food at, you know, to arrive at like two o'clock where I'm going to eat today. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have time to go out. And so I have to order something and I'm in the process of ordering something. I'm like, it's way too expensive. I can't do this. And like, what am I going to, and my brain starts cycling to all those things. And finally it's like, well, screw it. Mm-hmm. It's a button. Totally lost the train of thought. No, I'm, I'm totally distracted because I'm thinking about that food right <laughs> now. really hungry. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Wait, also, I'm yeah. so sorry. That's my fault. No, do you need snacks? No. Nope. We have so many snacks. No, nope. we okay. just, wait, wait, we just need to honor. I, I was totally going to make it this badass point right now. And now all I'm thinking about is shawarma. Oh my gosh. No, I'm no, no, and I got, shawarma. and I got distracted. Like, and that's just real. And but what I'm so not real. doing yeah. is trying to pretend that I'm not distracted. I'm not trying to pretend like I know what I'm doing. And I'm get back to the point in 15 minutes. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> shawarma. gone. Shawarma. Shawarma. I feel like we. Anytime that happens, we should just say shawarma. Oh my god! If I can remember that. I, I know. Like if I can remember it. it, I'll love it. Come on, working memory. I'll remember. Get in there. Get in oh, there. I'll bring some shawarma into this conversation Thank when you. you least expect it. <laughs> Do a callback. You know, I wonder too if like maybe that's why, like, because this is a total shawarma moment. But like, what made me think of it is like, Bobby, you're. You know, you do in your work, you do a lot of comedy, like you do comedy professionally on top of just being a generally mostly funny person. Um, so <laughs> like there, there, but there's something about the rules of comedy and like the structure of comedy and like the callback idea or the way that like you, that I feel like that is like a, a way that you hijack the working memory problem. Cause your memory's like a steel trap when it wants to be. Yeah, but and I feel like... And then it's not when, it's, when I want it to be. But I feel like the... Okay, this is just totally shawarma. I just really went off on tangent. Let me tell my story. How yeah. about that? All right. I've been dying to hear this. All right, so this is my super embarrassing story. I'm just going to put it out there and probably going to edit it out. It's fine. So I have to admit that I have, like, periodically, since I was really, really little, I will get really hilariously fixated on usually it's a movie usually it's like a movie i've seen like for some reason something about the story the characters what happens in the film whatever like completely like like and i I do think it has to do with the emotional state it generated like whether it was excitement or you know nervousness or fear or whatever because if i look back it's like a even sampling of like horror films or like sci-fi movies or like fan, you know, it's, there's not like, like rom-coms. Like there isn't a specific genre. It just has to do with like this thing that happens. And I feel like the, the way to compare this is this is like, I had a roommate once at college who only listened to like two songs on repeat. <laughs> there were these really horrible, oh, like Evo emo songs. She was from California. She's so kind. I shouldn't knock it, but she like followed these, the, these indie bands. And I swear the lyrics were something like, 
California gray. And I just remember that. When you gray. It was so bad. I'd listen to that song. It was a bad song. But she listened to it a lot. And it was almost like she was like courting depression. Like she wasn't a depressed person. (laughs) She was like, hold on. I'm going to be depressed as I listen to the music. And I just remember being like, I can't. Like, I guess how to put it. The emotional state of it. It's such an immediate reaction in me where I was like, stop trying to make me feel that way. I don't like it. So I get like, I'm not telling the story well. What I'm trying to say is I will either fast from a lot of music, like really interesting fiction because the story so suck me in that like, I will kind of like shut it off for a while. And then I like turn it back on and then I pick one thing and then I hyper-focus on the thing. And then this week it's been, it's so embarrassing, but it isn't embarrassing because it it actually makes so much sense. I've been fixating on this Netflix film that just came out. It's a rom-com called Tall Girl about a tall girl. And that's the point. Like she's a tall girl, but she's like sort of the star of this rom-com. And she's in, she's like in high school, right? Or college. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a mixed bag. It's, I don't know if it got great score on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not even saying go see it, right? But it spoke to me because I am very tall. And like, there were enough things in this film that made me go, oh my gosh, you get me, you get me, right? Which is probably where a lot of this comes from. So what I'm trying to get at is in the span of less than like two days, I may have found time and I don't have logistically time. I have found time to watch this movie, not once, not twice. But close to four times. <laughs> Amazing. And not just that, but I watched the same like 16 minute end of film loop where she kind of, it's like her redemption scene where she likes, it's so bad too, but she, she's great. Side note, I think everyone in this film is phenomenal and I would like <laughs> totally rave about it. I So I, I should just own, I really like this movie. You really do, yeah. And it's like at the same time, I'm like, oh, I feel like I could rework that. Like, but anyway, that's just my me. But Rework the story. Now you're getting to the point where you're like, nah, I'd rewrite that line. I mean, yeah, but but no, upon rewatching it close to four times in the span of a few days, I'm like, oh yeah, I see it, I see it, I see what they're going for. But I've rewatched that last bit, I mean close to 30 times. And I'm I don't have like I will I do not have a diagnosis where like I like I, so anyway, that's my story. Hyper focused. I don't know so you why can, I'm you carrying connect, it. You connect except with it. This feels like a thing that I have no impulse control over. Like literally, as we're sitting here, I keep thinking, I'm like, I just want to watch that movie again. Oh my god, <laughs> that's it's all so I want to do. It's all I want to do. I just want to watch that movie again. Why? What's uh, wrong with me? You know what it is. I don't. I Hyper focus. But but like, why would it require me to like rinse and repeat it so often? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> it's the definition. It's it's the it's like that you really fall into it intensely. It can it can be like the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Or it can be like a, an incredible genre. Oh, okay. Like um I went through this whole thing where I tried to watch like shows that only made it one season. And oh. So I just went around watching <laughs> all of those that I could possibly That's watch. Amazing. I guess how to put it, this to me relates to my I have such a delightful daydream life. Like I will, like if we take long car rides, Bobby knows this about me. He will put in headphones next to me in the car and I will just space and drive. I mean, I'm still driving. I don't know if it's a good idea, but for like 
five hours and I am perfectly content. Like I do not need like something else happening. I'm just like so happy and I can like rewatch things in my head. Like I'll just rewatch episodes of things I've liked. Like, what is that? That's messed up, right? Like, I mean, that's something... not that's not what we would call the safest driving technique. And yeah, <laughs> this is all news to me. And I think, like, let's think about. We could talk about this. If like, if I were to like tap a little more, I'd be like, were there any changes that happened over this span of time that impacted your ability to get physical exercise or move around? Did anything happen over, and you don't have to answer these, right? But then Mm -hmm. did anything also happen over this period of time that gave you unstructured time that you weren't looking for? Was there, was there thoughts or things that you were trying to avoid during this period of time in terms of emotional processing or people, right? Mm, Because all of a sudden when those things happen and having something switch to hyper-focus on, right? Like I need to watch all of these full metal alchemist like cartoons now. Yeah. Right. It, well, I also didn't want to think about what my life was going to be like after I graduated. Oh my gosh. That's so true. I totally do that. I totally do that. And so there's hyper focus that kicks in as a preservation. The other way I see this kind of kick in is when it starts looking like rumination for ADHD. Uh-huh. And that's if people don't get enough physical exercise or, like, do enough during the day. Mm-hmm. They, you don't have to, like, work out even, but, like, if you don't walk around enough or get yeah, like move, enough, yeah. move enough, you have this energy left in your head at the end of the day that will turn into, like, did I close the door at work? Oh, my God, should I go there? I'm not going to go there. But I should go. I should go. No, no, I'm not. Wait, it's not at work. It's my car door. My car door's open. Is that my car alarm? Like, like all of those thoughts, those like rumination thoughts that kind of like start mm-hmm. spiraling out are mm-hmm. the way to get out that energy if you don't work out. So like oh. what you're saying, it's like, it's not, it's not like, I think what we're all talking about today is like ADHD isn't the stereotypical. Yes. Like a lot of things fit into like, what is ADHD behavior? Mm-hmm. Right. But it's about like why we're kicking into hyperfocus, and everyone's going to have different reasons for that. Like someone who's ADHD inattentive and someone who's ADHD hyperactive are going to be like really different people, right? Mm-hmm. And then people that are combined type diagnosis is meaning they're both inattentive and hyperactive. They're going to be different people based on the environment that they're in. Mm. So there could be a lot of different behaviors happen. Like, why am I watching this show? It's like, what's different in your environment? I'm like nothing. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm not living at home. My place flooded. I'm at my friend's house. Like, you know, all of a sudden this other data kind of comes in why you're oh not doing gosh. that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, you know, the interesting thing when you – the thing that stayed with me in what you just said is using – like, you use hyper-focus to, like, self, like pre- as a preservation tool. It's like – because – that is the level, like this to me relates to like fandom, you know, like different things I've been a fan of, or like I'm, you know, geeky about, or like fill in the gaps. Yeah. It's like, and like, it feels like, like maybe there was a gap and you were, you were filling in. No, it all, like it all relates to times in my life when there were major life transitions happening, like major life transitions, like, you know, like you said, like, like graduating from high school Mm -hmm. or, you know, moving from junior high to high school or like career change career change or, or like life change or yeah like it always connects to that and it's funny cuz now that you say that I'm like I could I could tell you exactly what the big thing that was I was going through at each key moment was connected to the show or the movie or whatever it was but it's probably more adaptive to remember all those relationships <laughs> than all those transitions Right. I mean, like yeah. these aren't, this isn't like the dysfunctional part of ADHD. Mm-hmm. Can we like really talk about how, what you're doing is like a superpower? Really? 
think about what you can't like typically these things happen when there's an aspect of helplessness mm-hmm yeah, totally. Are you sitting with helplessness or you think you're sitting with like these amazing actors and actresses? I'm tall girl. <laughs> no, I really, I, in I, tall girl, I but think, yeah, okay. Right, I'm just saying, I think, I think it's you adaptive. Think they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, what? I said, what? I think you think they're amazing. I think you need to watch it, which you will, because we will watch it together. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that's fair. That's really fair. You know, the interesting thing is I noticed as I, as I was doing it again and again and again, that I normally would always be like, this is silly. Like I'm too old for this. Like the last time I probably got this into a rom-com was like when I was 16 or something. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Drop it, drop it, drop it. Like move along, move along. And then I had this little switch in my head that was like, but you know what? I'm enjoying it. I'm not hurting anybody. Like what, what am I? I'm not like doing anything that's it's like you drop the judgment I, yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to and i feel like it's a huge step for me to admit that i do this i don't know why funnily my shame spiral connects to this because i feel like if you know in my head i'm like oh my gosh if people you know knew then like everyone would abandon me and also i could go down the road of you know job loss everything you know destroyed kind of Purely because I am enjoying a show. That's yeah. messed up. I don't like it. Because you're not allowed to not be perfect all the time. Because <sighs> I'm not allowed to, you know, make these mistakes or I need all the answers or, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. thing is. Totally. What are you thinking as you hear all this? I'm, so my question, my question is if, if we were to, uh, like, summarize mm-hmm. just this sort of like you saying – Hey, I've been watching this thing over and over. And then when I, when I look, put a magnifying glass to my past, I have found that I have moments where I do this. Mm-hmm. And David, you were saying the reason is, could be, or somehow is linked to something that's kind of like a glitch in the matrix type thing. Is that what you're saying? And it, Funnily enough, the matrix was one of them, but go on. Oh, me oh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily a glitch in the matrix. What we're saying mm-hmm. is an aspect of ADHD is to lend towards hype, like, hyper-focus, right? Mm-hmm. Hyper-vigilance. And whether or not helplessness is involved is a really important part of this equation, right? Um, in terms of graduating, like when I when I graduated you know, school and I was ready to start my job, there was nothing I could do for two weeks. All of my structure was totally gone. Like I, I didn't, like I couldn't start my job yet and I was still broke, right? And so there <laughs> yeah. wasn't like I can do so I can watch all like six seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that's what I, and then I watched The Wire. And then I watched like, and, and we're talking and about in two weeks. Structure. I just you, kept. You it, create that structure by knowing that. Back then I didn't know the structure. I yep. thought I was getting away with murder by watching all these shows. And oh, like, that I, sounds so fun. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm getting away with it. And we're, you know, where the shame spiral can get in. Like, I, I can't believe I'm being ineffective. And it's like, the reality is the two weeks where I would have been like, what am I doing? I can't wait to start work. I can like talk about some amazing shows right now. <laughs> yeah. It's always got, sunny. The wire. Yeah. I, I went I, like, I just kept going. I, I, I can't even remember a couple of them now. So I guess I can't talk about all of them, but the wire is like one of my all time favorite shows. Oh, it's always sunny. It's one of my all time. It's also good. Yeah. That's, I mean, if we're going into like we've done that, loop, we did that. We I did only that. watched New Girl. We only, watched all of New we watched Girl. Show. When right, we were new parents, right after our kid was born, and before our kid was born, I only watched <laughs> It's Always Sunny. That's I only true. watched that, and we had rewatched it. We watched well, the I entire had, show. I had watched. I had already watched this, uh, but I started the first season, and now, I mean, the show is one of the longest running live sitcoms <laughs> in the history of TV. 
And we, we watched, and I watched. It was the only show I watched. I didn't watch anything else. Mm-hmm. I never watched anything. When I turned the TV on, it was always, it's always sunny. Oh my gosh, we so do this. I love that we do it together, though. That kind of makes me smile. But isn't it like, this is the place that like, I think parents get caught in and thinking that their child is dysfunctional. <laughs> and, right? And this is... I know, I know my parents... Pro- they don't. I don't know. They think that way, but I'm pretty sure they were like, "It's strange that you." you know, if your parents knew how so much TV it. you watched, how like and now oh, and right, right, too much. Just TV. and just like you know the judgment that we get, or if your parents knew how much time on task you were doing, or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like when you get into these places, absent, it's like really adaptive to be hyper focused on mm-hmm. a show, mm-hmm. not spending money, <laughs> like like not getting into trouble, not getting into a bar fight. Yeah. I guess, you know, like, I think the same could be said to of video games or of computer games or of, you know, whatever thing you're into. As long as you're actually helpless. As long as you're not avoiding a task. And that's the line. All right. Let me write that down. Oh, because I've done my fair share of avoiding a task by also Because it, it can be really easily turned into procrastination, right? Oh, it can yeah. really easily. But, like, if you're waiting for a test result to come back and you're anxious about it, watch a million shows. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever have that thought where you think, hey, I'm nothing, stop. Remember, you're something. Something's shiny. That's right. Just as you are. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more free episodes of this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Instagram as Something Shiny Podcast. And if you're looking for more information, useful links, definitions, visuals, everything we can think of and more is on our website at somethingshinypodcast.com. And it's all free. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in two weeks.